Welcome to the Speaking Light into Abortion podcast, where I talk about all the reasons it's possible for you to thrive after your abortion. I'm your host, Amanda Kingsley, and two years after my own abortion, I certified as a life coach so I could serve women after abortion in all the ways they've been deserving and lacking for centuries. Consider this your launchpad for finding strength and community in yourselves and in each other. All right. Um, Today is going to be special. It's another story episode. I've just loved where these have gone this year, and so I'm sure there will be many more of them. Today's guest is Irma Lorena, and do you go by she? Yeah. Yeah. She reached out to me and said, hey, I have a story to tell, and I think it might be of service to tell it on your show. So ta-da, here we are. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you can, I like to start by letting my guest say what feels like it needs to be said in way of an introduction. So there's nothing formal you need to tell us, but mm-hmm. today in this moment, how do you want to introduce yourself to this audience? Okay. What feels right. Hi, um, yeah, my name is Irma, Irma Lorena, and I've been thinking about this for so long, and I was just like making excuses about it, and I know that um, today is the right time, and it's been 10 years since my abortion, and I want to honor my baby by telling their story. For the value of like for um to expand for the listeners do you mind sharing what the excuses sound like like what are the words of the excuses because someone else is thinking those exact words right now (laughs) okay what does it sound like in your head when you're like oh I'll do it later or um some of this is like oh I know I don't need to share it it's like private not people don't need to know and Sometimes like oh oh like it, it's got to be perfect like I need yeah. to tell the story in that like the perfect way because I'm gonna be judged and I need I can be judged so I need to to tell my story in a way that they will take it right yeah. and I just like know that there is not gonna be a right way and also not a wrong way to do it because yeah. it's my story and and I know that a lot of people need to hear that want to hear that and. Yeah. And by experience, I know that um, when you tell your story, then other people feel open, feel mm-hmm. free, and they can tell their stories too, and they yeah. be free the same way as I did when I hear somebody else's story in your po- podcast and other podcasts too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And these words, there's no right or wrong way to tell your story. They're just so relevant to the reason we're all here. It's like, there's no right or wrong way to have an abortion. There's no right or wrong abortion. There's no like right time or wrong time. It's just a big, beautiful, messy reality of being human. And there is, yeah, there's no right story and there's no wrong story. There's just a story. So you're here to share yours. Um, Do you want to start by sharing like going back and sharing what it was like to choose abortion or do you want to start by sharing what it's been like to heal in 10 years or maybe not to heal to process in 10 Mm -hmm. years what feels like a better starting place for you yeah I think like going from from now to the past I guess yeah Yeah. what's the journey been like for you it's been a, a whole like for for years I would say like for eight years I was just like in denial and kind of anxious and depressed and but um all the the healing that I actually my healing no it's more than it's less than eight years because my when my my daughter was born I have a three-year-old when she was born I just was kind of like it hit me like everything Mm -hmm. that had happened and I just knew that I needed to be healed for her. 
Yeah. I needed to be a good mother and I needed her to know the story. And yeah. and I just knew that I, I, I didn't want to be the mother and being depressed or being anxious or just like yeah, giving passing that to her. I wanted to pass um to pass just like happiness and heal and forgiveness. Mm. And and I wasn't in that place, but I knew it was possible. <laughs> so yeah. I started to peel the onion, which had been like painful, but also it's been so worth it. Mm. Yeah. Do you remember, I love the language you used about started to peel the onion. Do you remember when it hit you? Were you still pregnant? Was it after she came? Was it like as she started aging? Like when did it hit you? It hit me when she was born. You knew when she, yeah. 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 I kind of was just like, yeah, I, oh, I can't believe it. I missed this in the past. And um, just like all the love that I felt for for her. It it hit me, yeah. Mm -hmm. So to me, it sounds like, and correct me if I'm wrong, there's just that the intensity of love we have (laughs) when our children are born. And then the natural human instinct to compare right like that pregnant this pregnancy ended in this love and that pregnancy I stopped this from happening is that like kind of what it sounded like in your head yeah yeah exactly yeah Yeah. okay so once you realize that and you had the like I don't know the maternal instinct or the like human love to know the value of healing for her and for finding happiness and forgiveness for her. Like that's a beautiful thing. Um, how did you start? Like what, what did you do? <laughs> uh, I, I guess, I don't know, like, because I, I was confused about having like postpartum, but I knew it wasn't like that, that, but I mean, it didn't, it, it was not in a way that I was reading how postpartum failed. And so I was like, I was just like, oh, I don't want to start this healing. I just want to die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just want to go yeah. back in the past and die. Or mm-hmm. no, like I just saw like two possibilities. Like the only thing I can be happy again is just go back in time and undo it. Mm-hmm. Or um kill myself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was like, wow. My two, my two only ways. Um, but now I knew I had this human that I needed to be alive for it um so yeah I started reaching out um reading books I kind of got obsessed I'm like listening (laughs) podcast so I found yours and I found um another one the abortion diary which I I think I listened like a thousand stories yeah yeah um yeah and some of them really resonated with me and I started just reading books and going for starting that I went to retreats and joined groups and it's been really powerful and awakening in every in every area in my life not just Mm -hmm. that oh I love that um now I feel I I know that that baby and my babies because I actually been pregnant four times Mm-hmm. Um, and I only have one leaving. Yeah, but I know that all my babies came for a reason and had a purpose, mm-hmm. and they completed their purpose. Their purpose is not like undone. Yeah, I I know that they wanted to communicate with me through my womb, and yeah. they oh. they um didn't need to become a human to to be um yeah to to yeah. powerful in this earth and to leave so much behind mm. <laughs> like oh okay I don't even know where to start there's so much juicy good stuff in here um these words communicated through my womb like um how did you get to the point where you went from um, believing the only way to be better was to 
to die or to go back and change it. Like you're from that extreme place Mm -hmm. to coming to those babies all came for a reason and they completed their purpose and they communicated to me through my room. Like that is, that is like a gigantic leap. (laughs) I mean, and I, I unfortunately talked to so many people who feel that black and whiteness of that pain you were in of like, if I can't change this, it's not worth living. Like Mm -hmm. it's such a real truth for so many people. And I think it's so brave and vulnerable for you to share that. Um, But I just, I know this work and the journey from there to here where you are now is just gigantic. Mm -hmm. Was it just one little piece at a time? One little, like, just keep showing up, keep showing up, keep showing up? Or was it one aha moment? Uh, It was like one aha moment, but also it was keep doing the work after that. Because it was like, it's not like, oh, it's done. It's done. And I felt like my my forgiveness, I, I don't know if process is the right way to say it, because I feel like you feel, oh, it's going to take a long process to heal. And I think what it takes long is for you to decide to heal. Because one, you are open to it. Then it happens quickly. It's just so true. (laughs) Forgiveness is, I just felt like for you to decide to forgive is like 10 years, but then you forget in one second. Yeah, it's so true. I love the way you describe it is an aha moment and then you keep going. Mm-hmm. And I think so many people have an aha moment or ha- they have like relief in something they read or something they saw. And then they think that's going to make everything better, but it never does because it's just this fleeting moment the real work is what comes after it's like the aha moment makes room for you to do more work it like invites you to this space where you can do more work but it's not like an aha moment and then you're done yeah Yeah, um I love that and I also love this idea of deciding to heal and I think we do not give enough um attention to how true that is like we have to decide Mm -hmm. to keep showing up keep investing in ourselves decide to heal until that moment where we feel the relief yeah yeah Um, yeah and I felt it I felt how like the all the huge bag of like drugs I've been carrying was like like I can't believe I don't feel this anymore like I woke up uh, like waking up, like feeling light and oh. light and feeling happy and dance, feeling like dancing and and singing and enjoying. And it was just like, oh, oh my God. It was like, I didn't allow myself to be happy in the past. It was like, yeah, I knew it was me that I just was not allowing myself to be happy. Yeah. Can you mm-hmm. look back now and see why you weren't allowing yourself to be happy? Um, I was blaming myself. I was living in guilt. Yeah. And blaming myself, but also blaming others. So I was like, um, like holding to that, like really strong. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I can't, I was, I didn't want to blame myself, but I was blaming others. And I was like, it was not my fault. But then, um, but then I knew that, um, well, I didn't know that time, but now I know that um, by ba- blaming them, making them guilty, I was blaming myself. I was making myself even more like the way I hated them. I was like hating my hating myself double than that. Mm-hmm. Like the way that I thought they were guilty of it, I don't feel I'm like double. Like I'm worse than them. Mm-hmm. What did you believe about yourself um, before? Like kind of in the thick of it. What did you believe about yourself that was different from what you believe about yourself now? Uh, wow. That's a good question. Uh, I, I, 
after the abortion, I kind of like didn't think about it like that much. It was just, I, it didn't hit me like right away. It didn't hit me like, oh, I'm guilty of this. Yeah. Which, yeah. Like, um, but when I started to, to um, think about that, I just feel, I just thought that I was a, that I was like my mom I was mm-hmm. a person that I um that I yeah that I killed the baby and like all the things and also because of the culture that I grew up um like I grew up in, in a yeah in a country where abortion wasn't even legal and mm-hmm. I know that a lot of people do it but just like <laughs> not legal yeah um and I was living in Tijuana at the time, so I had to cross the border to have my abortion. Uh-huh. Um, and before that, uh, before my abortion, I was just like uh, really happy and like I always being a kind of like felt like say like connected like to God and yeah. But also, I grew up in a Catholic church, in a Catholic um, mm-hmm. church, which was very you know straight on that and like all the yeah and I believe that God isn't and God is in you and it's in a in all the religions and and but I it's more like in a per it's spiritual way and I also believe that you can find God in Catholic church and yeah everywhere but um at that time I was not I was not participating in anything because it was like that period of a time which it was like, I don't like what they're saying. I don't like what they do. So I separated from my spirituality. Like I, I was very spiritual, like my youth until I like, will say my 20s when I went to university and know that I was, I had all my ideas now. And then I was not, yeah, spiritual um, in the sense of like, practice yeah so I felt oh I gave my back to God so this happened to me because uh yeah kind of like that and then I didn't take a right like a period of time I was like oh I didn't take the right choice because I was not with God yeah Mm -hmm. oh I have so many questions okay Mm -hmm. um one is Okay, so you had this time before you had your daughter where Mm -hmm. you didn't think so much about Mm -hmm. abortion. It, like, was a piece of your past, but it didn't have the same impact as it did after the birth. Yeah, but it was there. Like, after the abortion, I'll say, like, I don't know, like, six months, I... I felt I didn't feel like completely right. I felt I felt like I was just like kind of like put it like burn it, burning it, but I was not feeling the way I felt in the past. I was just like I kept myself like because I run marathons and I uh, play soccer and I travel and I like I was keeping myself busy and I kept doing what I was doing, but I kind of like in a straight way, like running ultra marathons and running mm. for five hours and kind of like kind of like looking for the relief that yeah like to go to the place because I I I just I do love running but I knew that I was kind of like you know trying to find different being busy working and yeah so you were looking for the relief but you wouldn't have necessarily said that it was related to the abortion it was just this like feeling feeling yeah that makes a lot of sense Mm -hmm. okay and then after you had your daughter, this thought came in, I'm a bad mom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also I had, because I'm my husband is a father of my four babies. Yeah. So my forgiveness has been like, I just, I have so much love for him. And just like, I, um, I knew that he was a, a good person and he was a really good father and a really amazing human being, but I was just like holding that against him. So mm-hmm. I just that was like, where the blame came in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... And I was blaming him and I was just, um, 
yeah so so many things and I can I knew I wanted to be with him but also I didn't want to be with him so I, I, I was like, kind of confused like oh maybe I'm with him because um he's because he was the only person they knew and the, yeah. now everybody knows like around me my family knows and my friend knows and they know yeah. so at that time I was like oh maybe it's just because he's the only person that knows so I am I am with him like but um to hold like a connection to that story exactly yeah yeah that's so common so common yeah so we both have gone through like healing to the healing to retreats and he has done a lot of like inner work too and we've just like um that just have been bringing us closer and just Mm -hmm. feel yeah we are we're in a good place yeah but it does take showing up and believing that something else is possible because um, yeah. it would have been really easy to either blame him and maintain oh, yeah. a relationship for the sake of connection to the experience, but punish him at the same time, right? Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. just leave and run away, both those things. Um, yeah. But to to find the healing and the connection you have now like you had to go in and do the work together that's a really beautiful thing really beautiful okay so coming back to this thought because it's so common for so many of my listeners this thought comes in now that I have this beautiful child in my arms what does that mean about me as a mom if I have also had an abortion Mm-hmm. So this thought comes in I'm a bad mom do you believe that anymore or has oh, your no. heal- yeah I'm okay so I want to know what you believe now what do you believe yeah. now? no I am a really I'm, I'm, I know I have mistakes I make mistakes and I'm not perfect but I don't look for perfection but um no I'm a really good mom and I really yeah. love him and I know I know so many women that have had abortion now and I see the way they parent and they have kids and some of them don't but also they're really good human beings and do a lot for this world and for themselves and and to be at service and in a really loving way and I also don't believe anymore than abortion like um I don't like I like I don't put myself like when I like I don't like saying like pro-life's pro-life or pro-choice but I'm just pro-love and mm-hmm. pro-women pro-healing and yeah. and both of the choices can be a loving choice yeah. not yeah. always putting uh, life is a only loving choice but but choices can be um can be made from love yeah oh I can feel so much from you that love mm-hmm. um what would you say I'm like kind of nudging you to to help the people, the listeners in my audience who are in this mom place. Mm-hmm. What would you say to the listener who's been thinking, I'm a good mom, except for the part where I had abortions? What would you say to that mom? I'll say that it could be the possibility that you're a better mom because you had an abortion mm. that that's I, a huge possibility by the way <laughs> yeah, I feel that um in my, in my case it's it's a it's a, yeah it's true for myself because yeah yeah you Everything. could argue the same I don't know you well enough I only know you through this conversation but you could actually argue the same thing for your really are you I don't know if you're married now or just I'm married yeah. Yeah. yeah you could say the same thing about your relationship and your marriage right like this is a better relationship a better marriage because of our abortion like that was a huge factor in why we are so strong yeah why we have a close relationship yeah yeah definitely and also our our, our babies uh, it was um a miscarriage after the abortion and recently I had a stillbirth mm-hmm. at six months mm-hmm. of pregnancy and yeah. everything that we have gone through has bringing us closer and also it has make us um just like 
um, do the inner work and like look for the light and knowing yeah. that there is a light. Oh. And, and 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 yeah, we have grown so much together, and that's bringing us yeah, be yeah in a better better relationship. Is we are not we're not afraid to tell each other is everything oh. and to support each other and like what he needs or what I need and yeah yeah definitely. that's really incredible that you could have this experience with a pregnancy that you decided intentionally not to keep um and come to a place where coming back to what you said earlier like they all came for a reason and they completed their purpose and they communicated through my womb like it's just like kind of my head is exploding at the bigness of the fact that choosing a termination um, would give you the gifts and the power and the strength you needed to move through mm -hmm. the loss of a very wanted, I'm assuming a very wanted baby. I shouldn't assume that, but um, from your sadness and your energy. Yeah. And anyone who loses a, a child at that stage of a pregnancy, um, it's just really, really big and mind-blowing that it can take, like, how many years later was that? Like, 10, 9 years later or something? Yeah. That, from yeah. the abortion to the, the loss yeah. of the, yeah. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we can get so wrapped into a moment of mm -hmm. pain oh. and challenge and struggle and discomfort. And it, it doesn't mean we should be able to do it, but when we can scan way out, like someday this won't look the way it mm -hmm. does now. Like, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. The bigness yeah. of all of your stories just intertwining is like, it's sad it's heartbreaking and it's beautiful and it's just amazing I feel like I know that if I hadn't had the abortion and then I haven't had all the healing that I did in the past and knowing what I know now <laughs> this happened on um, April this year my, when I lost Danielle it's her name mm -hmm. um and we, yeah, we really love her and very wanted. And um, I think I would have killed myself if I didn't have that, what I had in the past. Like the, all the healing of what I knew about my babies and the, my, my abortion baby and my miscarriage. If I, I wasn't connected to them in the way I was, I would have already killed myself after losing losing Danielle because it was it was huge, yeah. Such a massive but I, amount of grief. Yeah, exactly. Uh. So when when it happened, it was of course a lot of pain and it was unexpected and but um and of course I was I felt my pain and I grieve and but um I knew that healing was possible because I have done it before and I knew. Oh. That, I have chills. <laughs> I knew that we are not humans. I'm not. We're not just just humans. That we have a soul and we have a spirit. And I know that that is not possible because you we're not just a body. <laughs> so I knew that. Um, yeah, it's life it doesn't end. Yeah. So it's just like she's so happy with me. Mm -hmm. You. A, don't have to answer this question always, or B, might not have an answer, but um, I have a spiritual belief that my miscarriage, which happened between my two daughters, so my second pregnancy, okay. that that soul is my son who came 10 years later. Like, like I really, really think that's the same soul. And he was like, I, I was not ready. But just like you said, like, mm -hmm. he knew he wasn't coming in to be born. I just didn't know that. So it made it really sad. But mm -hmm. I have this strong spiritual belief that he did come back later. And then I also have a strong spiritual belief that my abortion 
that her soul um, came so that I could do this work so that I could understand it and share it and talk about it. Um, like, I think she was born through this work, not, and I don't, I'm done having babies, so she will never come back in that way. Do you mm -hmm. have any kind of beliefs about your three pregnancies who aren't here in your arms? I, yeah, I know that all, all of them had different purpose, but a really huge, powerful purpose. Yeah. That I, I needed to do this work. And now I am also a life coach and I help other women to, 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 and not just, not just abortion. I'm not abortion coach, but um I'm actually, um, everything started from my place and I was just like, okay, everything fell in my place. Like it makes sense. <laughs> but, but yeah. But, um. Yeah, I believe that there, yeah, there is spirit and they needed, I needed to learn that lesson and have that blessing for each of them. Mm -hmm. So I can, I can do this work that I'm doing now and I can, now I can put that in service and I feel like the best way to honor them mm -hmm. is by doing what, <laughs> what um they want me to do, what they so the but I for for so many years I was like well, I need to bury this I I cannot mm -hmm. you know, I'm gonna die with my secret I thought I was gonna die with my secret I was just yeah. like I have to die with my secret because when my mom knows or it's just like but um now it's like no the best way the one is I don't need to bury them I need to honor them so now I have a uh. an offer in my house and. I have my yeah like my Daniel ashes but I have little uh, like angels and like did you name do the others have names I or? did yeah yeah I feel like the first one I feel like was a girl so her name is Constanza mm -hmm. and Connie and my daughter knows about them she knows that she has three little um angels yeah, yeah. and um it's Constanza ben Benjamin and Daniel mm. yeah beautiful mm -hmm. oh I have chills like I think they're I don't know I think they're all here <laughs> yeah yeah I feel um like. mm -hmm. this is an interesting question popping into my mind again that you can answer or not answer <clears throat> and maybe it's coming up because from a I think it was a coaching session this morning mm. um what do you believe about your womb like you said they communicated to me through my womb what do you believe about your womb Ooh, that's powerful <laughs> it's just so much why do i believe that you i mean it's so powerful because you like life happens in the womb yeah life becomes it starts in the womb but i believe that if either you have a baby and baby becomes a human or not um they yeah they communicate to you to your womb like you can feel them you I I don't know I don't I don't you know it's just like so powerful that I don't even have an answer for that I get the sense from you and it could just be completely missing the mark but I get the sense from you that you that your womb has become a, a source of like power and fuel and energy in your life. Like it's been, a, like it's, it's a center to, to who you are. Um, am I totally off base on that? <laughs> no, no, yeah. you're right. Yeah. Okay. And so then I think the reason it's interesting to me is I think a lot of times when we go through something like, um, like the loss, like a stillbirth, the loss of a baby or an abortion or a miscarriage, an earlier miscarriage that we have, um, kind of like an instinctive want to like run away from our womb, like push mm -hmm. it away. It's a bad, dark place. <laughs> it mm -hmm. does bad, dark things. Yeah. Like we want to disconnect and I, I just get the sense from you that you have like a lot of connection to your womb and a lot of like fuel and energy comes from it. And that's like part of why you have such like loving, beautiful energy. Um, so I'm sure there's people, well, maybe not, 
but I would guess there's people listening who can identify that they are the ones who have disconnected. They have Mm -hmm. like kind of put up a wall between that part of their body, that part and, and their lived life. Like they're, what might you say to somebody who's doing that or done that? Yeah. Yeah. I'll say that it is. Yeah, it is us. I guess I felt like that. I felt disconnected and I didn't want to be connected. Yeah. I was like, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a bad thing. Yeah. And I, you know, and I felt like I saw it like in like dark, like in a dark, yeah. like it's dark, it's, it's darkness. Yeah. Um. But when I started to connect with my womb and with my babies and with that, I was first liberating. It was like, seeing the light since it was just like so much light that comes from me yeah. kind of like expands through your whole body and goes beyond your body and goes everywhere yeah yeah so but but like we have to uncover it like let the light go out. yeah but yeah yeah I mean I think there's like a okay this might really offend some people but That's what I do. So I'm going to say it anyway. (laughs) I think there's a big disconnection in a lot of the pro-choice movement. I won't even talk about the pro-life movement. That's a whole nother ball. But um, I think even in the pro-choice movement, which is why I found myself disappointed by it, there's like a disconnection between how what a powerful life-giving source our womb is and so when we just call it like fetal tissue or a ball of cells like we are diminishing that that like miraculous center which is the womb (laughs) yeah and I get why we do it like I get the argument that mm-hmm. detaching from it being a baby and a source of life shuts down the pro-life side. And like, I get it, but it's just so sad. Like that disconnection to me is so sad. Yeah. yeah. It, it, and it is the only, yeah. If you want to be free and happy and like truly joyful from the, from the inside, not just like smile and go out and, have fun with your friends or but like truly from you inside there is no way you can do it without connecting you have to go for the connection with your womb with your spirit with with the wholeness in you and you're right like I also feel the same way with with this uh the movements because I feel that there is a lot of disconnection in both in both sides yes. and I know there is also a lot of love and connection in each side but also I feel that when when you when they go into like this is a war between the two sides it's like it's a war against yourself yeah because there is not an enemy there is not a um, separate like if you become this they're like this I'm like this a separation when you start separating one to another one then you lose the whole purpose the whole yeah yeah I just I really think the power of the experience we have had you and I have had through our losses um we couldn't have this love and this power if we just believed it was a ball Mm -hmm. of cells Mm -hmm. in the lower half of our body (laughs) like like we we couldn't get to the meaning and the love and the purpose that these pregnancies have created for us if we were disconnected from like how powerful that was so anyway yeah. I'm just really noting that when yeah both of us yeah exactly and I think that in a way that's why I felt like that in the first uh, after the abortion because I, I wanted to believe that because I was like, I need to believe that it was a ball of cells. So I don't. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't yeah. so I felt like I need to be there. But, there, but then I knew that it wasn't. So I was like, not, not, not like, like for real, like um, healing or starting my healing process. Because I, 
but I was I need to be on the side because I go to the other side it's like I am gonna hell yeah but um yeah and we are just living proof that it's those aren't the two choices exactly yeah there's so much more in the middle it's not like you're a murderer and you're going to hell or it was just a ball of cells those are not our two choices. We have so many choices in the middle. And also, I love that you um, said that it was helpful, like, or that you wanted to believe it was a ball of cells. Mm-hmm. That is so brilliant. Like the human mind who knows if I believe that this is a ball of cells, I will feel better. Like that's a beautiful, protective way for you to like, like, of course you think that will help. and it may have been it may have served a really great purpose Mm -hmm. at one point but to get to the place you're at now oh you couldn't keep believing that so Mm -hmm. I I tell a story sometimes about how I used to tell myself abortion was hard and I was just like over and over again it was so hard but like I'm here and I'm amazing and I got through it And the reason I told myself it was hard is because it made me feel stronger and more powerful. And like, I overcame. (laughs) Yeah. But it was never hard. It just was an experience. It was a (laughs) life experience. Um, Mm. It had many layers and many emotions, but I don't define it as hard now. Like that was a story I told myself because it worked. It helped me. And I wouldn't go back and not tell myself that story. It protected me. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with you if you believe it was a ball of cells. But I also don't think you'd be listening to this podcast (laughs) if you believed it was the end of the story. Yeah. (laughs) Or maybe this is the only episode you've listened to and you'll never listen again. You probably don't belong here. (laughs) Seriously. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't have told my story uh, at all and find the love that I have found after or after telling my story because I I don't believe there was a ball of sales yeah and one like of um example I will say is like telling that story to my mom because mm. I was so afraid to that because she's like super conservative catholic holy. yeah yeah um and when I told her she was so loving that I just knew that it was God to her just oh. like Oh That's my beautiful. She just hugged me and she was just like, I just wish you didn't suffer for this long. And yeah. That's yeah. so common. Oh. We have so much fear around telling yeah. people we love. And then mm-hmm. when we do, so much love comes from them. Yeah. Um, for anyone listening who doesn't know about the resource Catholics for Choice, that's a great resource. Um mm-hmm. I think that's what it's called. Anyway. Um, what changed in you once you, once you told your mom and felt that relief? Oh, it was like true, true connection with people. Because now I can like, even just being honest, do you feel like being honest is hard because you have to like expose yourself? Vulnerable, yeah. Vulnerable, exactly. But then being honest feels so much better than not being honest it's just yeah. like inside of you it feels amazing it's just um yeah you feel light and you feel free but uh, it's just like you're holding it to the fear and and as you say it's been vulnerable and exposing yourself to be judged but then when you just start doing it you um you didn't I feel like I don't need any approval from from anybody it's just like it comes from God it comes from yeah and I know I have that love yeah yeah and it's mm -hmm. funny because we we hold off telling people and I'm not saying ever for a lot of people it's like a true safety issue or there's lots of reasons people don't tell their story but in your case it was um and if I'm putting words in your mouth let me know but it's like um, I want to maintain my connection to my mother. Yeah. And I think I do that by not telling her. Yeah. But the truth was when I tell her, the connection gets stronger. Oh yeah. Right. It's like we, we were, it was, um, 
a misguided illusion that to Mm -hmm. maintain connection, I keep this from her. Mm -hmm. But actually to increase connection, I tell her and I have Mm -hmm. that, I share that real raw humanness with her. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. It was, the connection got really stronger when my, with my mom and with my sisters and with, yeah, with the people that, that I'm talking to just, that is, is different. It's really huge. How did you know it was the time? Because, I mean, there are some people who, there are a lot of people whose mothers would not have the reaction that your your mother had. Um, so it's not going to be a safe thing for everyone to do. But how did you know it was time? I didn't overthink it. I just thought that was going to be my secret forever. And she didn't need to know because I thought it's going to be too painful for her to know. And uh, and I just, I just kept telling myself, I know she's going to change the way she looks at me. And, but when I, it was like, it was, um, when I started, like it was actually that, that year, 2001 to no 2000, 2000. Um, I think I, I was just like, I know I need to heal, heal for my baby. And I started like reaching out for like retreats and all that, but I it was just like I didn't overthink it. I, my mom, it was like the beginning of the year, and she goes to church every um like at the beginning, like she goes to the mass. We went and she we were I she asked me to go with her, so I went, and I was just leaving that with feeling that pain of like. Not, nobody knew and and having this big 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 secret secret that nobody can know so I just I did a prayer that day and then I felt I'm gonna tell her right now mm. so I got out and I was just like mom uh, I started talking it just came out wow this is really interesting <laughs> I had an amazing conversation with another coach today and <laughs> okay First of all, you must have meant 2020 because your daughter's three, right? No, it's three. Not 2000. Okay. Okay. So I had an amazing conversation with another coach today and we were kind of dissecting like sanctity and sacrament and it all came from this oracle deck. But the card we pulled said sanctity and it said through offering even the most mundane problem can be a sacrament. And so we were trying to identify how this was relevant to to the struggle I came to the call with, which was a business struggle. It was not, it was just about growing in my business. Mm -hmm. And what we realized is that the the offering, like the thing I needed to, to give up, to sacrifice was my, the comfort zone I was in, Mm -hmm. in staying small, basically. Mm -hmm. And for you, you, you gave up the comfort zone Mm -hmm. of her not knowing, Mm -hmm. like the connection through the lie was comfortable to you Mm -hmm. and lie by omission. Right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you had to give up that comfort zone. Mm -hmm. But what you were rewarded with was so much bigger and more beautiful. Like it was this divine spiritual connection in which you actually felt like, oh, that's God. Like her love coming through her right now. That's God. Like, I don't know if I'm making any sense, but it's just like funny to me that like all these pieces are coming together. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're you're so right. Yeah. I had to give up that for but a comfort zone that I was, yes. but um, the reward is being amazing. Yeah. And the way she talks about my abortion too, she's like, she's kind of like, go, go like with her, like she invited me because she got organizes retreats and all that. She has invited me to participate as a speaker in, in retreats that she organized oh, with her. I just thought like, well, I remember the first time she and I talk about forgiveness and I talk about um, it was not about abortion, but I was about it was about love, love of God and forgiveness. And mm-hmm. and she I was like, Mom, are you sure you want me to do that? Because I am going to I'm going to tell them I had abortion. 
and all your, your old friends are going to be there. This is people that I've known them forever since yeah. I was born. And they're not, they're going to know the true Ermita. Yeah. Ermita Chiquitita, she had an emotion. And she was like, I don't care. I need, I I feel that it's going to be so, like the, 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 the healing that it can come through <gasps> by you telling that story. I don't care what my friends think. Oh, uh, and she's and, now willing to give up her comfort zone with her yeah, friends where they yeah. don't know yeah. to take the risk of this huge opportunity for learning and growth for everyone in the room. That's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Mm, amazing. Wow. We have spent, this is a long one. We've talked for a oh. long time. <laughs> um. It's just been so good. I We could definitely talk for hours more, but is there anything you came to the call really wanting to offer a listener that you haven't had a chance to do yet? I I just, I didn't come with an agenda, to yeah, be honest. I know. <laughs> and as I, said, I didn't even know what we were going to record today. So I actually feel grateful for the way it happened because I would have been nervous. Yeah. And I wasn't. Because, um, but I just I just want to tell you that it's possible that love is the only real thing and yeah. only love is real. Everything else, uh, it's on our minds and the healing and the forgiveness is there. It's for us. We just have to receive it, be open to receive it. Yeah. And, and I do want to, like, especially in my, um, as a Latina and Latina community, just, I know there is a lot of shame and a lot of guilt and a lot of yeah. that. And just knowing that, that just tell, tell men to know that the healing is possible and that they're not bad. They're not going to hell. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Do the, um, I, I um, often connect the Latino community with, with Catholicism and like deep Christian beliefs is that where the stigma comes from or does it come further back from old like cultural beliefs I think it's more from uh, for from the Catholicism yeah I think so yeah Mm yeah okay I was just curious (laughs) (laughs) um okay thank you so 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 much um, I really look forward to adding this this mm-hmm. episode. Yeah, it's a pleasure mm-hmm. to have you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. And as always, please consider sharing, rating, and reviewing this podcast. It helps me reach a wider audience and invites more people to thrive after abortion. If you're someone who chose abortion and find yourself struggling, hiding, or wishing you could move beyond your experience, head over to my website and book a free call. We'll talk about how you can start living the life you made your choice for.